Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to The Daily Sun Up with the Colorado Sun. It's Wednesday, December 13th. Today, political reporters Sandra Fish and Jesse Paul discuss the new poll of likely 2024 voters in Colorado that reveals the electorate's mood heading into the new year. Before we begin, a quick message. Support for today's episode comes from Colorado Water Trust, a statewide nonprofit organization working to solve Colorado's water challenges in the faces of climate change and drought. Learn more about how they're restoring water to Colorado's rivers and join the movement at coloradowatertrust.org. Now, let's go back in time with some Colorado history. On this day in 1908, David Moffat's railroad workers entered the Steamboat Springs city limits, connecting the once-isolated town with Denver. It was a momentous occasion for the remote outpost. Founded by James and Margaret Crawford in 1874, the family enjoyed cordial relations with neighboring Utes into the 1880s. Other settlers joined them in building a community called Steamboat Springs, named for the chugging sound of a hot spring that reminded some of a riverboat's engine. However, a new noise arrived in 1908 with the Denver Northwestern and Pacific Railroad, nicknamed the Moffat Road for its founder. The route connected the region to the outside world by rail, although one man who grew up in the town recalled later in life, quote, I can hardly remember a Moffat train that came in on schedule. Today, Steamboat Springs is the most populous municipality in Route County, and attracts more than half a million people each year to enjoy its spectacular winter activities. Before we continue, the Colorado Department of Healthcare Policy and Financing is raising awareness of the invaluable roles of direct care workers and the direct care workforce in Colorado. Direct care workers play a crucial role in enhancing the lives of individuals requiring assistance due to disability, age, or illness. Learn more about the impact of these workers and how to become one by visiting hcpf.colorado.gov direct-care-spotlight. Next, our feature story. Hey, Colorado SunUp listeners. This is Sandra Fish here on Wednesday morning. It's good to have you here. I've got Jesse Paul, our politics guru at the Colorado Sun. And he's got a story at coloradosun.com about a new poll that's out about attitudes and issues that Colorado voters care about. So Jesse, could you talk a little bit about what the big takeaways from this poll are? Yeah, so this poll was conducted by a Democrat and Republican political firm on behalf of something called the Colorado Polling Institute, which is this new nonpartisan nonprofit that launched earlier this year to kind of provide public opinion analysis for the state and for journalists. So uh, always helpful to kind of peer behind the cover and, and see what is driving Coloradans and what they're thinking about. So this poll comes again, you know, we're about to head into an election year, and it found that the top three issues for Coloradans in order, cost of living, crime and public safety as one combined issue, and then housing affordability. And cost of living is really at the top of the list. 40% of those polled said that that's the top issue for them. Uh, and then 29% said crime, 28% said public safety. And then you start to go down the list and other things uh, are not super surprising on there, like homelessness, the economy, education, climate, and the environment, and healthcare. So those are some of the more run-of-the-mill things, but it's interesting to see what those top three driving issues are. And again, this poll was among like 650 likely 2024 general election voters weighted to what they expect the turnout's going to be next November, conducted on November 26th and 27th. So it's a recent analysis. And it's a pretty interesting look into what voters are thinking about as the election year begins. 
Was that an open-ended question then? So they said, um, here's a list of things that might be your top issues. And uh, they said, pick two of them. So that that's a good thing to point out. It was not an open-ended, um, you know, just name what your top problems are. But I think uh, the fact that you saw like a lot of um, plurality here uh, suggests that, you know, they, they hit the nail on the head in terms of what people are most concerned about. You know, tell us a little bit more about this organization and why they're out there and what their mission is. Sure. So stay, taking a step back, like polling is a science. I um, mean, at The Sun, we have a couple parameters that we try to use in order to decide whether or not a poll is worth reporting on. One is whether or not it is conducted by people who are reputable. That's the case here. We know that both of these pollsters have done a lot of work in Colorado. They've gotten uh, races right. They, they know what they're doing. Secondly, is it recent? And this poll certainly was right right after, right around the Thanksgiving holiday. So within the past couple of weeks, opinions change really quickly. So anytime you see a poll that's like a month or two old, you should probably just toss it out the window because a lot of things can happen in 24 hours, let alone a few weeks. And then we also like to look at, you know, the questions, are they leading? Are they um, something that uh, is kind of hinting at the respondent, what they should be responding with? And in this poll, again, we didn't really see evidence of that. So we feel good about sharing the data here. But looking at the Calder Polling Institute, again, this is a group that that cropped up pretty recently. And it was kind of born out of a similar polling initiative that happened during the Denver mayoral race. Um, the Colorado Polling Institute and that Denver mayoral race initiative were both run by and founded by David Carlson, uh, the former husband of the woman who runs Guild Education, Rachel Romer, whose uh, grandfather is Roy Romer, the former governor of Colorado. So, you know, this is a political family, uh, folks who, who kind of know what's going on. He's, I think he's an investor. Um, and then the group's advisors include some familiar faces, Democrats and Republicans, T. Ray Escobar. Uh, Kendra Black, a former city councilwoman in Denver, Republican consultant Tyler Sandberg, Democratic consultant Curtis Hubbard. And then they just recently released their funders too. And it's kind of a list of Democrats and Republicans, um, unaffiliated folks who have been involved in politics for a long time. So we feel good about sharing their numbers and and we appreciate the fact that they have been very transparent now about their their donors. At first, they were not super transparent about it, but but after we asked, they, they released their donor list. It's a really interesting lineup of folks. And it's going to be interesting to see what else they do in 2024, which is a big election year here. You know, one of the things that interested me was they asked about people's level of trust in various institutions. And what were your takeaways from that? Yeah, that was interesting, if not maybe a little bit upsetting. So uh, they they asked about small Colorado businesses. 69% of those polled said they trust them. Large Colorado corporations, only 17%. Colorado journalists, only 36% said that they trust uh, Colorado tr- journalists, while about 40%, 39% uh, said that they distrust Colorado journalists, 22% said they neither trust or distrust. Uh, that's a bummer for us. Obviously, we work really hard to, to try and bring you uh, news in a fair and balanced fact-based way. So I uh, would love to see that rise. People who administer Colorado elections and ballot counts, 55% said they support that or trust it. 27% said that they distrust it. Then local government, 40% trust, Colorado state government, 37% trust, and the federal government, only 25% trust. So it was interesting to see, you know, when you dug further into this, kind of how things broke down on partisan and income and educational grounds. Yeah, talk about that. Folks who were more left-leaning or more liberal tended to be higher on what they called the trust index. If you 
were further to the right, then you ended up being uh, more uh, distrustful of some of these institutions and groups and people. But then if you dug even deeper down into that, it also parsed out based on educational and income levels. If you had higher education, higher income, then you tended to be more trust trusting of these groups uh, and then vice versa. And they made an interesting point about how, you know, you've seen some talk on the national stage about how some groups who have traditionally voted with Democrats or Republicans are now switching sides maybe a little bit or more interested or being open to a different political party. And I think they said, look, that's kind of a nod to this trust situation that we have going on. I think that's a, a good thread to keep pulling on and, and see how that shapes up. Yeah, 2024 is going to be an interesting year. And I think one of the things that we're going to need to focus on is is just explaining how things work to people. Anything else we should know about this poll? Yeah, one of the really interesting things, and it's a question that's in a lot of these polls that I found in this in this survey, was the question of whether or not Colorado is headed in the right direction. And it's always a little bit tough to parse out what exactly it means in terms of politics, but I think the respondents and the way that the responses fell were interesting here. So 50.4% said that Colorado is headed in the right direction, a slight majority, 43% said it's on the wrong track, and then 6.5% said they weren't sure. But when you dug deeper into the numbers, it turned out that the folks who have lived in the state for 20 years or longer had a more negative outlook on the state's direction. And that's a pretty interesting thing, kind of the like locals versus not locals thing. And then the more recent when you move to Colorado, the better that outlook looked. So for people who have lived here for less than five years, 77% of them said that the state was heading in the right, right direction. So it's like a 20 point swing depending on how long you've lived in Colorado, which I think is kind of reflective of just the changing nature of the state. Some people don't like the things that are happening, uh, whether it's more crowded or higher prices. Again, that's reflected in those top issues. But uh, it's it's an interesting thread to kind of pull on the maybe like us versus them thing that, that's happening here. Let me just say, as a former Iowan, if you're an Iowan here, no matter how long you've lived here, this is great. The weather is so much better. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot, Jesse, and thanks for listening, Sign Up listeners, and you can hear us again next week. You can read more at coloradosun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. A Colorado agricultural nonprofit is offering $1 million in grants to farmers and ranchers who are looking to find ways to remain productive and profitable while conserving water supplies. The Colorado Ag Water Alliance is streamlining the application process to lure participants with big ideas about how to save water on farms and ranches. The grants will pay for experiments that could help Colorado and the West contend with climate change and other threats to the water supply. Major water suppliers including Denver Water, Aurora Water, and Northern Water, together with the Colorado River Water Conservation Board, are helping fund the grants. A statewide poll released this week found cost of living, crime and public safety, and housing affordability are the top issues for Colorado voters heading into the 2024 election year. When asked to select their top two issues, 40% of those polled said cost of living, 29% said crime and public safety, and 28% said housing affordability. Other top issues voters mentioned were homelessness, the economy, education, climate and the environment, and health care. The poll was conducted on behalf of the Colorado Polling Institute, a nonpartisan nonprofit that launched this year. The Forest Service and Bureau of Land Management plan to ban mining or oil and gas drilling in a 220,000-acre swath near Crested Butte. 
This move is a victory for community residents who have spent more than 45 years battling a plan to mine molybdenum on Mount Emmons above town. The High Country Conservation Advocates has led the fight to block such mining in Crested Butte since the 1970s. It praised the move, but said it wants a permanent ban on mining and other resource extraction in the area. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. The Colorado Sun is nonpartisan and completely independent. We're always dedicated to telling the in-depth stories we need today more than ever. And the Sun is supported by readers and listeners like you. Right now, you can head to coloradosun.com and become a member, starting at $5 per month for a basic membership, and if you bump it up to $20 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive politics and outdoors newsletters. Thanks for starting your morning with us, and don't forget to tune in again tomorrow. Tomorrow.